Welcome to episode 184 of the GSD Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Jules and Stace. Running a successful business never comes without its challenges, but it also includes a lot of highs. In this GSD Entrepreneur Podcast, we explore both. We dive into what it looks like when entrepreneurs are committed to getting done. These are people who are pursuing their dreams, so we dig deep to understand how they are doing it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Annie Atterbury never intended to be an entrepreneur. She found that she thrived most when she was given the opportunity to invest in other people. But a move from Colorado back to her South Carolina roots, COVID, and two young children changed everything. And that's how her lifestyle subscription box company called Sweet Grass and Sage began out of necessity. She needed something that would allow her to work from home on her own schedule and still be able to be present with her two little ones. So she decided to start her own business. Annie's passion to source meaningful goods exclusively from women-owned small businesses. She believes that we all rise best by lifting others, and she longs to see this box be a blessing to all who are lucky enough to get one. For one week only, she's opening pre-orders starting Wednesday, November 25th. Be sure to check them out. A perfect gift for someone you care about. We hope you enjoy this episode. All right, here we are another Tuesday and another GSD Entrepreneur recording. Yeah, it's uh, it's we're coming to the end of an interesting year. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we need to get, you know, it's so funny. I ordered a new calendar and I'm not sure why, because the 2000 calendar, 20 calendar was. We didn't really use it. We were quarantined <laughs> in our house. So we didn't really use it. So for... I was like, should we buy another one or should I wait to see how the beginning of 2021 goes before we buy a calendar? So Yeah, I think we were, for our company, OME Gear, I think we were supposed to be gone traveling hundred and. 56 days this year yeah. or something like that. And literally uh, probably 145 of those travel days got canceled. So oh man, yeah. it's been quite a crazy year. Um, and I think anybody that's listening to this can relate. Um, and you can relate so much that you're like, ugh, another person talking about it being a crazy year, right? I mean, that's kind of yeah. the, the normal sort of language, but we're making it through the holidays and learning how to just do it differently where they're still special, but they're just a little different this year. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, welcome to the GSC Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Jules, your host, and I'm here in the studio with Stace, my lovely, as always, co-host Stace. So glad you're here with me. Thank you. I'm always glad to be here. Yeah. And we've sort of gotten into this pattern where you introduce the guests, but even if we weren't in this pattern... I would still have you introduce yes, this guest yes. because this is a guest whose kin is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, right? absolutely. So many of you who have listened to this podcast have heard me refer to James McGee as my mentor, so super dear friend, but it, I would not be where I am in my life without that man. He is. That's true. He is one of the kindest, biggest hearted men that you would ever meet. And I always get choked up talking about him because he's just a good man. Mm-hmm. But we have the honor of having his daughter mm-hmm. who has agreed to be uh, on this podcast as a podcast virgin, I think. <laughs> I, am. I am, in fact, a podcast virgin. Yes. <laughs> um, but 
I had noticed on Facebook and Facebook has a lot of bad qualities, but also has a lot of great qualities mm-hmm. about it. And that Annie had started a new business. So I immediately reached out to James and I said, tell her we would love to get her on the podcast so we could help promote her and use this as a marketing tool for her so she can tell her story. So, um, so he was like, he loved it and he let Annie know. And then Annie reached out. And so we were able to all get together now and get her on the podcast as she's launching her new business. Yeah. And I'll say, so you and Annie were talking on the phone earlier, I think this week or last week, I don't even know the, the weeks are rolling into each other, but you guys were talking on the phone and I just heard your end of the mm-hmm. conversation. And I was like, man, I can't wait to get to know this woman and your story and all that you've been through and what it's led to. And I mean, that's life, right? It's like, there's hard, hard things. And we talked about before we hit record on this, that Life, like you said, is cyclical and sometimes seasons are just hard, but then they typically always lead to, to something beautiful. So like winter is always hard, but it never is constant. I mean, it, it usually always like opens itself up into this beautiful spring. And so um, anyway, so let's do this, Annie, we'll stop talking and get to the purpose of this podcast, which is you and your story. So um, what we always love to do is just, I'll stop, we'll stop talking, we'll turn the mic over to you and just ask you to take us back, take us back to kind of where you grew up and then walk us down the pathway that led us to where you are right now. How's that sound? That sounds great. Awesome. So my name is Annie Atterbury. I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, um, and I used to be Annie McGee. I was adopted at a day and a half old, which has had kind of a dramatic impact on my life. As a child, I never really felt like I fit in anywhere. I looked different than my straight-haired, very pale cousins, and I was artsy and not a cheerleader, and I liked to read and I loved history and art, you know, I mean, just, I was, I was different. I was not your normal Orangeburg girl, you know, and, and, and part of that maybe comes by it, honestly, maybe I come by it, honestly, because my birth mother um, definitely marched to the beat of her own drum. She was a, a proud pagan, which is a part of me that I wrestled with because my dad is a Methodist minister, (laughs) you know, um, it's, it's, there's always been what seemed to me to be a bit of, you know, just an, sort of an intrinsic dichotomy, you know, like I'm at war with myself to some degree, um, just from having that, that experience of being adopted. So I, I've always been kind of spiritually inclined, you know, I guess maybe partially because my dad is um, a minister, but, you know, I did a brief stint as a religious studies major in, in college. And I feel like a lot of people did that. <laughs> I were made to do that. <laughs> well, because I think just like use mm-hmm. the word intrinsic, I think is a great word that intrinsically all of us have this spiritual uh, I mean, we're created to be spiritual beings, right? Whatever spirit yeah. looks like to whoever. I mean, but we're intrinsically spiritual beings. And so I think there's a there's a curiosity that a lot of people have to learn more. Like, well, mm-hmm. what does all that mean? And so I'm not surprised at that. 
Right. And, and like, I think that like the work of women's hands in particular, not to downplay any men that are artisans, your work is extremely important too, but I, I love without getting too out there. I love the concept of the sacred feminine, you know, like Mm -hmm. I love the power of women, how Mm -hmm. we are at the same time, the backbone of our family, but also we are makers and doers and creators all in our own right. You know, Mm -hmm. well, I want to, I want to back it. So now your dad is a Methodist minister. Now he became a minister later in life. Yes. Um, but also. he also took you to Lilith Fair. Yes, yes, he did. And my yeah. first Pearl Jam concert, like, <laughs> did I tell you the story about Eddie Vedder, like, leaving the light on him? It was the coolest thing. I, it, it was you know, you have this Santa Claus-looking man in the middle of Lilith Fair. With a peace time. sign on his van in the middle of South Carolina. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> like they were, they were... Yeah, they were certainly open to me uh, exploring things as a teenager, and I'm grateful for that because they never made me feel ashamed of my birth mother's faith, hmm. which was cool of them. But you, you walk in his office, and he has a big picture of Janis Joplin. Yeah, I gave with, him that poster with, with the <laughs> rosary beads or something hanging off. Of, I mean, it's like <laughs> he's he's not your typical Methodist man. He's not your typical minister. Right. Uh, and so that's what I think I was always drawn to him because he's, there's not judgmental. He's not judgmental mm. in whatever, whatever his, his work is, the outside is it, he's different. He's just, he makes people feel comfortable with where they are and who they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 And so that was kind of my concept. If, you know, leading into why I called it Sweetgrass and Sage, mm-hmm. because I wanted something that celebrated kind of mm. a spirituality that didn't lock in anywhere so that nobody would feel excluded. Mm. You know, I like, I personally believe, and I can't speak for anybody else. But I personally believe that God presents himself to people in the way that they can understand them or him or, you know. So I wanted it to be something that could be inclusive and celebrate the journey towards something spiritual. Mm -hmm. I love that. So so you were born in Charleston, you were raised in Orangeburg, then you went off. Where did you go to college? USC. So you went to the University of South Carolina. What were what were going to be your studies, or what were your studies? Um, I, like I said, I started I started in religious studies, and I just I, I, the staff seemed so angry all the time. It was like just kind of <laughs> so negative. So I just shifted to the <laughs> counterintuitive, doesn't it? That the religious uh, teaching staff was negative. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just like, I told, I, I called daddy one day and I said, daddy, these people are going to talk me out of my faith, you know? And, and, and they're just so, they were bitter, you know? Yeah. And I just, I'm real sensitive to that type of stuff. And I just needed a change to find a healthier environment. And so I found art ed 
thinking that, you know, what I really wanted to do at the end of the day was have children. And then I could at least have summers off, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to have children so you could have summers off or you wanted to? No, no, no. I wanted to have children. And if I was in art ed and teaching. Uh, Oh, art ed. That's right. Okay. Yes. Um, Then I would have summers off and, you know, that would be something. But then when I graduated, the economy tanked. And nobody needed art teachers. And I found myself working as a CNA. I did a brief time as an activities director um, at an assisted living. And that was a really special thing. Mm. That was wonderful. I, I loved my residents. Like my favorite part of that job was just getting to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Now, I, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Um, I'm an ambivert. I need a lot of time to recharge, Mm -hmm. but I like really intense, heartfelt conversations, you know, and I seek those out with regularity. So don't come chat with me if you want to talk about the weather. (laughs) (laughs) I, that's, I can relate to that. (laughs) I can definitely relate to that. Okay. So you're working as a CNA to keep, keep going with us. Where, where did that, that was a short stint. Then you. I did about two years as a CNA, but the the activities director was just not a long story short. It wasn't a good fit. So I wound up meeting a guy um, and all the little ladies were pressuring me to get married. And I did, (laughs) you know, and we had two babies together. And he's still my very best friend and a wonderful human, but we are not together any longer. Hmm. So, yeah, interesting. So, but you ended up, so you lived in, in the Charleston, Orangeburg area for a while, right? Right. And then didn't you guys make a move out West? We did. I, yeah, I, I, I like to jokingly refer to that as my sojourn in the desert. (laughs) because it was real difficult for me being a person um who is adopted I hang on strong to my roots Mm -hmm. and it was very difficult for me um to to get comfortable in a place that there was snow six months out of the year you know Mm -hmm. I mean it was not too uncommon to get snow in May yeah um you know it the the landscape was amazing, but at the same time, it's so different from what I grew up with. The best way I can describe it, my perception of it anyway, is jarringly beautiful because it was like, whoa, that's gorgeous, but hey, I'm not home, you know? <laughs> that's a great way to describe it. I, I get it. That totally makes sense. So how long did y'all live out there? Three years. Three, Three years. years. My daughter okay. was born in Denver. All right. So we call her our little mountain goat. <laughs> yep. And where was yeah. James born? Your Charleston. Little Charleston. Born Charleston. At the same hospital I was born at, which is kind of special. Wow. Mm. Wow. So let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Did you always feel like you were an entrepreneur? Or was oh, this- God, no. No? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I, I saw myself... While I was in Denver, my ex and I found ourselves in a um, super, super, super conservative stretch. 
I think I was so, I was feeling so lost um, out there that we just, we went, I mean, just like the, the most conservative you can get as a Christian, we were there. It was kind of a dark time. So you became, you actually went to the other side and became very conservative. Oh yeah. And then daddy was not happy about the situation, (laughs) but yes, I did. And it was, it was a real dark place, but it's, it was kind of a, it was a real transformative time, which is why I think you do need to get that calendar for next year because see like the butterfly and all that come out of the cocoon. that was 2020. Mm -hmm. Yep. So during that time, my marriage just kind of broke down. Um, We did have another child, but we realized that, you know, after years of of therapy that we are just better off as co-parents, I got super angry at God because I was like, what gives, you know, (laughs) everything I've done, everything that I was supposed to, I've espoused, you know, all the old Testament rigidity that miss, you know, to, to, to live in that box misses the entire miracle of Jesus because all, all you have to do is believe because we're all screwed up. We're all imperfect. You don't have to hate everybody. (laughs) It's just, Mm -hmm. so I I, I wrestled with God for a long time and rejected the idea that I had to be anyone other than who he made me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that's that's the most important thing, right? I mean, there's a lot of people who believe a lot of different things about God, right? And I put that in quotes, but ultimately I think we're on this earth to uh, become the very best version of ourselves that we have been created to be. Right. Um, and a lot of times we miss that. And I know there's a lot of people in 2020 that have done exactly what you said you did, where you hold up your hands and say to God, what gives? I mean, it has been a year. There have been so many changes and I don't understand it. I don't, I don't pretend to understand it, but I, I know for Stacey and I, Stace and I, so many times we've together and individually said to God, what gives? Like it doesn't, it feels really hard. I mean, really hard. Um, like well, it feels like you're being come out with like a battering ram, you know, it's just like, yes. as soon as you've withstood one attack, here comes something else. But, yeah. but if you can take a step back yep, and like remove yourself a little bit from the situation and, 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 and remember, you know, okay. Yeah. All this really sucks. I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah. But I had lunch today and I've got some coffee and my clothes are a little snug, but I have them. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's just if you can sit back for a minute and, and find some tangible things that you can say, OK, well, at least there was that, yeah. um, you know, I, I think. 
that we can all come out of this year much stronger than we were when we went into it. You got mm-hmm. it. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's the fire, you know, really purifies things. And, uh, and it, I know for sure, a fact, it will make us stronger, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And it, a lot of times we feel almost to the point of being broken, like, you know, where I'm not sure if we're going to heal from this, but, um, but we will. And we'll be stronger as a result of it. So, so let's talk about sweetgrass and sage. Um, okay. I'm, I'm really curious what it is, why you started it and, um, and what, how, where, how you see it growing. It is currently a gift box um, company that I'm dropping a, 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 a box every quarter. Mm-hmm. I hope to build it into a subscription box company, but we aren't there yet mm-hmm. because I'm a debut company because nobody wants to, you know, take a gamble right now. And, and that's respectable. I get it. Times are hard, but I truly believe that we rise by lifting others. And I, I, I know that's, it's, you know, we've heard that before, but it's the truth because if we spend our resources more intelligently, then what we can do is keep this epidemic of small businesses that are shutting down. We can, we can hopefully kind of reel that back a little bit. You know, I, the, the one thing that I took away from that God awful first presidential debate was that one in six small businesses have closed during this pandemic. And I haven't seen the most recent numbers, but we hadn't gotten that second stimulus check yet. I can't imagine that they've improved. Yeah. No, I've, um, the latest I heard was that 25% of businesses will shut down. Yeah. I mean, and that's unacceptable. That's significant. Yeah. That that 25% of businesses are are, our neighbors. Yep. You know, so if we have the ability, and that's why it was important for me to be able to get this out before Christmas, because like, if we have the ability to divert just a little bit of, of our resources away from like the big name companies, then these smaller businesses, I really believe, will have a much better chance of weathering the storm. Mm-hmm. So I have a special needs son and a very special hyper daughter. And um, God, she's going to be somebody. I mean, but, yeah. you know, but my son is, is, is just love in a person like he's just he is he is so sweet and sensitive and just needs a lot and um so he needs me to be able to stay home and I need an income so that was kind of where this started but then that got me thinking because this was right around the same time as that presidential debate um it got me thinking, God, you know, I bet there are a lot of mamas and women all across the country that are in similar situations um, that are trying to draw on what talents they have and, you know, trying to make it work for their families. Mm-hmm. So subscription boxes are a very 
popular business model right now. And, you know, it's not like we can go to the mall. So <laughs> I thought, you know, why not? This this could really be a way because I'm I'm not like some of the other subscription boxes. And I I don't plan to change this model. Um, I've just got to figure out how to make it work in other ways. But a lot of the most popular subscription boxes actually charge the people to be a part of the box. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, no, I, I don't, I don't. I don't want to do that. Like I want them to get the cash from the wholesale. Like I want the infusion of cash to be part of this. I sincerely want to help people like, yeah. And I feel like this could be a way to help us all. So what you're doing is you're curating from mostly and women owned small businesses. You're curating your products to go in the boxes. Is that correct? Yes. I, yes. And um, in the first box, the total value, if, if you were to buy everything at retail cost would be around $145. Um, I'm offering it for 85, um, wow. you know, and, and, and the difference in that's coming out of like my profit margin, but I am trying to get my name out there. I want you to try me, you know, um, just see, see what I can do. And see what I'll, companies can do. I will say, I went and looked at your first box. It is absolutely beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and it is, I mean, to me, to get a gift like that, to receive it for myself or to give it to someone else would is an honor. I mean, but first of all, you're supporting other small businesses. You're supporting businesses that give proceeds back to different organizations. So, I mean, it's like, it's this big, it's a big giving box all the way around. And you're not curating it from, um, you know, big companies that that are just, you know, it, it's just something to put in the box. Like you are literally, there's a reason you put everything in your box. Oh, yeah. I mean, because the, the concept, I, each box has a theme. And um, this box that's launching on um, the night before Thanksgiving is uh, I'm, the Warrior Woman box. And it's not a bunch of stuff that you have to like, I mean, it's stuff that every, every, the concept is that this year and life in general has made warriors of us all. So each item is supposed to be something that the wearer can, or the, you know, the recipient can, can draw on as a reminder of their own strength and, you know, I mean, I just, it's, um, let's see. Do you want me to talk about like the items in the box or? Sure. Sure. Highlight, highlight a couple of the items in the box in that warrior box that are, that are super special to you. Okay. Well, there's this really amazing necklace that, um, I'm actually wearing, uh, which will not help the audience, but, um, they are, gemstone and naturally like wild sourced naturally shed Bambi was not harmed in the making of this necklace. Um, but it's, 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 it's sourced from a company called L Ray jewelry out of Nashville, Tennessee. And they are like gemstones knotted on silk cord and that the antler and, um, her, 
her motto is that jewelry should stand up to life because she's a mother of twins. So she's used to being tugged on. (laughs) Um, And then I am probably the thing that I am the most excited about maybe, and and that's hard because I'm really proud of everything in this box, but my mentor more or less um, this amazing woman by the name of Rachel James um, was willing to collaborate with me on this box. And she sourced these giant, gorgeous hunks of amethyst. And, um, you know, they're, they're a great stone for everybody because they're gorgeous. Everybody knows what they are. And, you know, you don't, like all of her stones are um, fair trade sourced and, you know, I mean, it's just, she's, she's amazing. Hmm. Um, She's got four children and a rock store in North Charleston called wild alabaster. And um, she's just a a positive, wonderful person. Wow. That's awesome. So the whole, the whole thing is, will people order them online from you? And then you, will you ship the boxes to them or will you hand deliver them? Or so are you a local, uh, you know, gift box kind of thing, or can you, can it go anywhere? Um, it can go anywhere in the U S um, but I can't ship to Canada or Mexico or okay. anywhere else. Um, and local pickup would be a, a great option for anybody who lived close enough to pick it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but yes, it will be available for one week only on the website. Um, so that's dropping at 8 PM on, um, t- tomorrow, <laughs> 8 PM tomorrow. God, I can't believe that it's been such a process. Like I, I was telling a girlfriend that it's, that, you know, it's, this is like the uncomfortable stage of pregnancy where every move kind of hurts. And then you're, you're hoping that delivery is going to go smooth, but you know, it's, and then you're about to release your baby into the world and yeah. make friends. <laughs> yep. So it's, so it's, it's only going to be for one week and then, um, and then pre-order will close. Okay. And, and then what happens is I place the orders with the vendors who all know that they're coming, you know, and they, um, they will get about their magic and getting them back to me. Then I package them up and wish them well and send them off to you. Hmm. Wow. So what's your goal? Like if you could, uh, how many you want to sell? Oh God, that's hard. I, I want to sell enough to be able to comfortably create the spring box. Okay. And I'm, so I'm trying to be realistic because I don't want to like set myself up for disappointment, yeah. but I, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's hard to say I, if I could, if I could sell 50, uh, that would be excellent. Um, yeah. but I, I need to sell about 20 to be able to make the spring box. Got it. Which awesome. will focus on a renewal and rebirth. Oh, I love it. Sloughing mm-hmm. off this year. Yeah. Well, we'll, um, we'll definitely put it out there and uh, try to draw people to your website um, 
to, to help you hit that goal. I mean, I think that's a, that's a noble, it's a noble cause. It's a worthy goal. And um, yeah, anything we can do to support it, we're in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you see this growing into uh, something beautiful. So subscription boxes where I love your themes of the warrior box, rebirth and renewal. It all kind of taps into that spirituality journey that you've been on. It sounds like for pretty much all your life. Um, and you know, from one extreme to the other, uh, but it seems like you're sort of coming to this, um, knowledge of yourself and who you are and you're creating boxes based on your own experience. Um, would you say that's a fair statement? I I would say that's, that's a fair statement, but yes. And I also think that they are shared experiences Mm -hmm. that, you know, that, 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 that we all have had along mm. the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. We, mm. um, sometimes, uh, I notice, I think those are tears. Um, if they are tears, are they? No. Oh, you were just pausing. <laughs> okay. Well, I we, also <laughs> well, we, we welcome tears on this. So that was not uncomfortable for us at all. <laughs> But it's beautiful. I think I do. I think all of life is shared, um, shared journeys, right? Like, and there are people that come into our lives for a season and there are people that come into our lives for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Um, And either one or both of them are beautiful um, because we are taught things that were, you know, help us become that full person that we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Annie, anything that we missed in telling your story that you would be remiss not to share, or you think we covered all the, a lot of the good highlights. Oh, um, I think we, I think we got everything honestly, but, um, just, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's a kind of a, people have asked me what a lifestyle subscription box is. And I just don't, I mean, it's basically, I don't want to pigeonhole myself. If there's a cool product that like fits the the overall theme, I want to be able to offer it to people. Yep. You know, I, I like wanna... that lifestyle subscription box. Yep. Um, I, I have to say that, um, you know, they always they always say, like, are, are you nature versus nurture? And I think you have, you know, you embody both of that. You know, you know where you came from, where your birth mom, but mm-hmm. boy, your mom and dad have nurtured you to be in this beautiful, wonderful person. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've, I come from a long line of feminists. Honestly, my mom was one of the first lawyers in in South Carolina, or first female female lawyers in South Carolina, yeah. and my aunt was one of the first female political cartoonists in the mm-hmm. Southeast. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's I don't know. We're gonna do it. <laughs> I love it. Um, stand on the strength of that of those women who walked a little ahead of you. It sounds like you're doing. So we always like to wrap up this podcast. We have a list of 70 questions. Obviously we're not going to ask all of them. Um, but if you give us a number between one and seven, you give Stace one and then give me one, we'll ask you the question associated with, associated with the number. How's that sound? Okay. All right. Um, one to seven for Stace. 16. 16. If you had a billboard you could put any message on it. What would it be say? 
that's a hard one. <laughs> um, what's your what's your message to this world? If there was one thing that you could say, and the whole world saw it, you what do what you can for others. Hmm. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> uh, okay. How about a number for me? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Um, who has been? Oh no. Let me. Let me. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Um, if there was one person that has either passed or is in your life currently, or that you don't know that you could have dinner with to completely pick their brain and learn from them, who would it be? Oh, my birth mom for sure. Yeah. 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 Huh. Is yeah. there something specific you would want to know, or you would want to just spend time in her presence? Um, I would want to tell her about my kids because mm. she didn't get to know them. Yeah. And, and as a, as a mother now, like the, the depth and the beauty of her sacrifice, um, kind of awes me sometimes mm. because my parents, my, 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 my parents, my adopted parents are my parents, you know, but, but my oh. parents have been just phenomenal people and have loved me as if they carried me the whole time, you know, but, but I would like to, as an adult, have a chance to talk to her. Hmm. Yeah. I love, I love that. I'm sure you have lots of conversations with her um, in your mind and maybe even out loud, but there's nothing, nothing like when face. I look at the moon. I see. Yeah. I, I talked to her and my grandma, my dad's mom. Mm, mm. That's beautiful. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for your time. It's fun to hear your story. Fun to get to know you. I hope I did okay. <laughs> you did great. You did great. Fun to hear your passion around this, around sweetgrass and sage. We'll link all the links that you have in our show notes so people can go and check you out and check out your box and then open it up and hopefully you'll get those sales that you're looking for. So thanks so much. Yep. Listeners. I really appreciate it, y'all. Thank you. Oh, you got it. You got our pleasure. (laughs) Listeners, thank you so much for hit and play on this podcast episode. We wish you an incredible Thanksgiving holiday and we hope that you spend time with the ones that you love, whether it's through FaceTime video or in person, please be safe out there. Let's not spread this crazy virus any more than it is. Let's all do our part. All right, go make it an awesome week. Thanks. 